0: Hey, what's up y'all? It's your boy. I uh, don't do these intros too much anymore on my podcast and I haven't been doing the podcast uh, a ton recently either because I'm on my 80-20 shit, you know, trying to focus on uh, what's important and where I'm, you know, you get 80% of your results from 20% of the work, and I love doing the podcast, but um, hadn't uh, I just wasn't getting a ton of return on it for the amount of effort I was putting in, so it's just briefly on hold, but I did want to release this one today. I've kept this one in the chamber for a few months uh, because it is a special day, obviously. Uh, it's Mother's Day, and this is an episode that's near and dear to my heart, and I think it's pretty common knowledge um, that you... How you know the whole nature versus nurture debate is still uh, raging on? But I can say definitively that I I am who I am because of my mom, and I think uh, I wouldn't be able to put a percentage on it because I got two rock star parents, but I do know that there's an element there where I just. I'm Now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm starting to understand and I think start to finally... I don't even think I'm fully there yet, but just starting to finally comprehend how much my mom sacrificed for uh, me and for my older brother. Because now that we've you know flown the coop, uh, her career is really starting to pick up and she's doing big things. And I'm really proud of her. But I just think back to uh, all the times after school, uh, when I'd call her and she was working um in a cubicle downtown, you know, she building her way up from an admins admin to an admin job, like just kind of uh doing what she had to do so that she could spend time uh with us. And at the very beginning, which you'll hear about a little bit in this podcast episode interview, uh I just tackled kind of uh different parts of our time together, but how my pops um, was kind of the main breadwinner for a hot minute, and my mom was the one that stayed home with us and kind of took care of us and uh, did, you know, everything from creating games for us to play when we didn't have any um, to really being a supportive force when, even all the way through when I was in high school and college, um, because I just, I, I had a hard time growing up in middle school, high school, just ever, there weren't, where we're from is a very interesting place. And I never quite felt like I fit, um, fit in. And so she created, she went out of her way to create opportunities for me and my brother, um, that I still am just now able to grasp, um, kind of how much time and effort that took that when I was young, I was like, of course, like, wait, your mom doesn't do this for you? Like, what's up? And yeah, man, it's just, it's one of those days where I was feeling, I know if you're one of those people that does struggle with their, you know, with their parents, one or the other, um, it, it, it just makes me feel it's whenever I have those conversations with people like you that I realize that, um, I won the lottery because I got a rock star mom. So, not to get too uh, emotional uh, right off the intro, right off the bat, but just wanted to preface this one to let you know kind of where the angle I was coming at um, on it. So, here's a conversation, very candid conversation with me and Mama Bear. Uh, This was circa uh, December 2018, and hopefully I'll be able to get a part two. I'm hoping uh, she's at JAA17 on Instagram. Uh, at jaa17 at cornell.edu give her a, shoot her an email shoot her a dm and tell her you want to hear part two because i think uh, i'm gonna try to snag another <laughs> another section either if i can get her asked to come visit me out here in in southeast asia or when i go back home in the holidays so here's a candid conversation with julie albertson aka my mom part number one thank you for tuning in happy mother's day ma
1: I still have it upstairs. I put the you, numbers on the back. You
0: made a bunch of games for us. I
1: put, Yeah, I did. And I put the numbers on the back of this, of this Scrabble so that you could put them in order. Like one, two, three, four, huh. five, six. Because I remember... It's really easy to cheat now if you just remember <laughs> what number remember, 15 is. I, I didn't yeah, that's know. an X, man. Just get that one. Or it's not I, an X, but whatever.
0: I don't remember many like... It was funny because going to Jared's... I had a best friend named Jared growing up. I remember going in be they'd be like Candyland and like, guess who? And I remember he just had like homemade games <laughs> <laughs> like you made. Like, I was like, where are your clothespins with letters on them? Or like, <laughs> it was just like very DIY shit. But I we feel just like, had
1: no, we, we had $7,000 a year.
0: But th- that's what was dope is it was very DIY. I feel like there was... Well, I just,
1: plus I stayed home. It was like homeschooling. And Susan didn't stay home. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, she just bought stuff for her kids because she could. And I didn't have any money. And so I did have a couple books that talked about how to make... how to, And I just figured out what what you you guys would like to do. We had a lot of, I was constantly getting books from the library. Yes.
0: I always remember reading or being read to at least.
1: And then um, Ren, your favorite brother... Liked to have different things every day, so I got to figure out different songs and different games and different stories and different food and different everything, whereas you would be like, we can do the same thing today that we did yesterday. It's fine with me. <laughs> I can eat <hate> this. Yo, <laughs> we can read the
0: same tow truck book. Absolutely. Over and over. Over and over. This is actually something I was talking to Pops the other day and wanted to get your input on, was what? how did you feel when you found out that Pops... That we were going to move to Spencer instead of going to school in Ithaca. And we were switching we were switching. Well, I was
1: super soaked about it. Number one, because I was really glad that your dad had gotten his master's so that he could teach full time, which meant that he wouldn't be leaving me for six or eight weeks with two small children in a house that, that was so, so labor intensive. And I had... To I had to physically put you down in the snow in order to crawl through the window, to open the door, in order to get the wood to start the fire. Like, I remember physically <laughs> putting you down, you're all swaddled up, big fatty baby, in the snow. And then I just told Ren to watch you, and I had to climb through a window because we'd locked it somehow and it didn't have a key. Oh, my God. Well, what about, and I mean. Then I had to put you down inside the house and then chop the wood in order to get the house warm so the pipes wouldn't free I was just great right it was a lot it was a lot
0: but i also mean in after dewitt when you found out he got the job here
1: so before that um i can't remember was montessori you guys we were still at we were still in candor yeah when you guys went to montessori so my mom helped with montessori i think i and i made seven bucks an hour at montessori so there, were, everybody was like, "Oh, if you work there, you just your kids get to go free." I'm like, "No, it's five hundred and thirty-five dollars a month." Really? And it was so expensive. Yeah, it was so wow. expensive. So So uh, my whole paycheck went to that, plus some, and then my mom paid for the other kid, which was a lot of money. So at that point, we were like, "So do we want to buy a house? Because our or do we want our kids to go to Montessori? Because that's." It was a mortgage payment. Yeah. It was a huge Seriously. amount of money. I mean, it's a lot of money now. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of money. was my apartment? Still exactly. And this is yeah. Twenty twenty seven years ago. So when, and I'd been looking for houses for maybe eight or ten years, and your dad never liked them. So when your dad found went the one time, your father looked for a house or called the guy, and the one time that he found a house that he liked, I was like fine we'll take it I don't care where it is I remember
0: that I remember looking at the house I don't
1: nice? I I would drive around and around and around because I just wanted our own place I didn't want to live because the mold was so bad you and I were like
0: Dying. we were
1: having a really hard time with the mold so um because there was like a foot of water in the basement you know that sort of thing it was a great place anyway so when we Papa said he was gonna um did he so he he was working at DeWitt when we were still in part time yeah
0: and then he was telling me when he got his job, when he got the job in Spencer, um, that I think it's interesting that that completely changed our trajectory compared to if we would have probably continued to go to Northeast and then go to Ithaca or right. Point. You know I mean? He took us out of the Ithaca school system and into the Spencer one.
1: Right. But we were going to have to start paying $3,000 a year for you guys to go right. a piece. So that's why... You know, we were like, I think, I I don't, who knows why your dad looked for a house one day. I mean, one day, not like one day, but he did. And thank goodness, because, you know, I love this place. It's great. And it was relatively inexpensive. Plus, we had money from our family, which is because we're, Mm -hmm. because we're super lucky like that. And, um, you know, Kia Kia had left uh, me a little bit and we were able to put it as a down payment or use the closing costs or whatever. And so when we moved here, I mean, you know about all the things we had to do with the house to get it so that we lived in it and stuff. But, um, I just, I was super happy because your dad wasn't working, you know, a mile away from you guys or just down the hill. He was working the same school system. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle because I was used to, I was used to having a whole lot of parent involvement at Northeast the parents were just super involved, like yeah. all of them. Super I mean, intense. You'd, you'd fight over who got to be in the PTA. Whereas here, parents seem to be a little bit more, you know, struggling to make ends meet. And so they didn't have the same hours and they had to, you know, work a lot of times at night or weekends or whatever. And so um it wasn't that they didn't care. They just didn't have the time or resources to be as involved. And so I kind of... Um, That was a little bit of a culture shock for me, you know, going from a super and being a super involved. I mean, I was still really involved as a parent, but I didn't want to. I was like too involved in Spencer compared to the other parents. And then the teachers were like, you need to just back off.
0: (laughs) What was it like uh, for you adjusting to the community here?
1: Um, Have I adjusted the community? (laughs) I I don't I don't think I've ever. I just don't. I mean, I live here. But I don't, it's not like I go to church here. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't really, I don't really hang with anybody here. I don't. So, I mean, the only, my only friends here are the parents of your friends. Like,
0: yeah, did, you know,
1: Camille and like, just parents of your friends. But it's not like I did anything with anybody. So I never really... I mean, I live lightly in Spencer. Yeah. You know,
0: I live lightly in Spencer. It's an interesting way to put it living lightly.
1: Well, my community is all in Ithaca. Right. And that's where, that's where all of my work community is. And that's where my friends are. And, you know, there are good people here. Um, I just don't, I just don't have enough time to spend more time with them. And I've wanted to, there, there are a lot of parents that I've wanted to hang out with more, but it just hasn't worked out. And some of them, a lot of them have moved on or, you know, life, you know, kind of. Takes you on, takes you on way. a certain
0: way When we were When the boys were out of the house And going to school here When we were officially moved in Pops was working full time What were you doing at that point For your work
1: uh, Well I, I'd i worked at like Montessori Those middle school years Oh middle school yeah, So at, then at I Cornell. worked as an admin A B-level admin um, At Cornell
0: And what was that work like
1: what was it like yeah, in were you, admin what work? What were you doing? I was an admin to an admin, <laughs> and the, my the admin that I was an admin for was pretty passive aggressive and didn't like anybody with like an advanced degree because she felt like we felt we were all snooty and we didn't she didn't and and, and we didn't know anything. And you had two masters at this point. And at that seriously, like I didn't know anything. I didn't yeah. know how to do a letter write, I didn't know how to like do a download. I didn't know like all this stuff. I just had to be trained. That's yeah. all. But, um, it was really hard because she was tough, but the team was really good. That's when I met Greg. I worked for Katie mm. and that's when I met like Lisa. And that's where I just met a lot of, you know, not, that's where I met a lot of good people. Was that Brown road? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So for folks to give some folks context context, this was like a, a building that was this maybe like 35 minutes away from our home. And it looks like some sort of, like, alien compound.
1: (laughs) It's just a business (laughs) park. It's a
0: very strange-looking place. But, okay, so that whole time... If
1: you saw it now, it wouldn't be that bad.
0: Probably. I remember growing up, though, I was like, yo, this is wonky. Um,
1: I remember my first day when I got hired, and I had to walk in. I'm like, this is super corporate. I can just turn around and walk out. Yeah. Like, it was really... I had to, like make myself put one foot in front of the other and be like this is going to be a good thing it's going to be okay it's going to help the boys we'll be able to get a house Like I, I have to keep putting one foot yeah. in front of the other
0: before you got that first job at Cornell what kind of jobs were you applying for because that's completely I wasn't changed applying. your life
1: I wasn't applying for a job no No, I was at Montessori before that I, w- I worked at the bookstore for a long time
0: how did you get the Cornell gig
1: one of the moms gave it to me I was oh. friends with one of the moms.
0: Wow. And so
1: she, she called me up one night and said, hey, I know you you know, you know aren't looking for it, but I just wanted to know, do you need this? You know, I'm looking for a part-time admin. Interesting. Yeah. And so she pretty much just offered me the job. The way I got my bookstore job was the interview that he asked, the interview question he asked me was, do you like Indian food? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, cool, you have a job. <laughs> and I think when I went to Montessori, I don't... I don't. I don't even remember them interviewing me.
0: They're like, we need bodies. We need bodies. Um, okay, so the, so you do the admin of the admin, and then
1: and then I quickly moved up to a full admin,
0: and this was in Major Gifts.
1: Major Gifts. I first started out in Student Aid Development Stewardship, then I was a uh, admin in Major Gifts, and then I went to, um, then I went to research. And was there for a while, and that was fun. And then I went to the Cornell Commitment, and was the director for Cornell Commitment alumni programs for a while. And that was cool.
0: What do you remember about Ren and I as middle schoolers? Um, what were we like?
1: What were you? like? Because I have a very different perspective you on this. You liked to laugh a lot and have fun, and Facts. you were super goofy. Facts. You were. Past tense, <laughs> super goofy, and you love that. So when we gave you that camera, you wanted a camera so you could like videotape him, and just you like to like be super stealth yes. and like be have all these videotapes. Oh my That's god, so funny! I should, and you would I always terrorize him. Movies. You would you would get such joy.
0: I'm out so of, sorry, bro. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, bro. Out
1: of really tormenting your brother,
0: because he was always too cool. He just,
1: just didn't want to anything to do with you.
0: He had his slim, shady blonde hair at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were a lot of fun. a lot well, fun. What was Wren what was like in, that, in those middle school years?
1: He was super smart and stylish, yeah. you know, too cool for school. Jinko jeans. That. Yeah, he was just all of it.
0: billabong. You know.
1: <laughs> he, like, didn't want to buy anything at Trader K's because, like, he didn't want to wear anybody's. He's too cool. I remember one time we went in there and I'm like, Wren, I can't afford. Like, I bought all your clothes, yours and Wren's. I bought them all at the, what was called the Women's Community Center and your dad, like all of our clothes for years, about all of our clothes there. And then the, the, then it started to go out of business and I was freaking out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get clothes for like a shirt for $2 and jeans for $4? And so then Trader K's open. I was like, yes. So then I was able to have clothes for you guys. And I remember one time I was like, I'm not going to go in there. I don't want to buy, I don't want to wear anybody else's clothes. And so I said, how about if they have, he's like, I only want, this type of pair of Levi's and they have to be brand new and they have to be blah, 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 five Oh, whatever. And so we walked in and guess what was there on the rack? Brand Levi's. new tags still on exactly what he wanted for like seven ninety five. So yeah, I was able to, I mean, he's always been a little bit pickier dresser than you. It's kind De- of debatable, kind of an interesting De- <laughs> debatable as he sits there in his sweatpants. Sli-
0: <laughs> I got seeking to use clothes, got this destroyed in Thailand for a dollar. Um, okay. So now then kind of, cause I was curious with big bro. At what point did you, I, I feel like the Cornell stuff kind of came on the scene early for him and being on the periphery of it seeing you kind of orchestrate the key club stuff for bro.
1: I did that before, Renny. You did that before. before. Oh, before, that's right. Way before I did. I think I started it when he was in sixth grade, like way, way before. Right With Kelly Cook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Before he even was, was, the, was on the scene. Were
0: you scheming? And was that to eventually do it so that Ren could? This was when,
1: it? this is all Sue Hitchcock's, Susan Hitchcock's fault. Thanks. Ah. Thanks Sue. Thanks. SH fifty four. So. appreciate you. Um, we, I was working in the Cornell commitment. And her kids were really involved in Key Club. And she said, Julie, you want to start a Key Club in Spencer? It's really, it's, it's great for the kids. It's really good. And she kept telling me all these great things about it. And I'm like, are you involved? So she's like, no. But I'm a mom and, and my daughter's like district editor and my son's really into it. And they get to do all these things. They get to do all this stuff. And you should go. So I remember one time I went to Kutcher's just to, because her daughter was getting some just to see what what it was all about. Was it a convention? It was a, yeah, it was like the last it was the morning like it was the Sunday morning of the convention when everybody leaves but it's when everybody gets their awards and everything. You tell me, you can remember that. And so then I went with her and I was like, wow, this is a really long way to do this. It was really a lot, but I thought, you know, it's my boss. She thinks it's a good idea. I think she's cool. She's a nice person. Yeah, I'll see it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um But, yeah, it was a little bit of a struggle getting it going, Um, really finding an advisor. Our our Kiwanis was – I had to join Kiwanis. Um, And that was cool because Mimi Melagrito is awesome. Shout out Mimi Melagrito. And she's still awesome, FYI, in case anybody wants to know and wants to help her with some mulch this this spring. Um, But it was tricky getting an advisor who was as committed, you know, that you really have to have somebody in the school. after
0: school. Yeah. Like, so I've in schools. I realized I don't understand how teachers do any. Right. Activities after they just school. didn't
1: have enough left over. Yeah. I mean, we had some good ones, but you know, for a year or two at a piece, maybe a little bit longer, but I went, we went through, a, Oh my gosh, I don't know. Six or eight, probably different people, maybe eight different people over the course of the time I was involved. Who was
0: the advisor when Ren was in it?
1: I don't remember. Was it Mr. O? Mr. Amicia? It
0: might've been Mr. O. Yeah. <gasps> What was it like then being a part of the Key Club when Ren and all of his oh, gaggle of, all of his gaggle of homies were in it? <laughs>
1: and Terry Bunce? Oh my gosh, that, This is before Terry, this though. This is before Terry? Yes,
0: this is just Ren and the homies. Before
1: well, Terry, before
0: I was in it, before Terry Oh, uh, okay. Cuz Terry's you younger than me.
1: Um so it was good. Ren ne- what you know, it wasn't ever really Ren's idea. So he was like, "Eh, you know, he was into it just because his friends were into it because so they were like, yeah. I remember Neil. He was like, sure, this will be fun. Come on, let's do this. I remember he he was new in town and he said to his dad, hey, dad, I'm in Key Club. And his dad was like, cool, Neil, that's awesome. Um, but no, I think they just had a good time. It was just an excuse to hang out together and do something fun. And okay.
0: What were those conventions like? Do you have any memories
1: of those? I knew they were just messing around doing stuff that they weren't supposed to do. I just knew they were. And they will tell you to this day that they were doing all kinds of like... I don't know, throwing cookies at people or <laughs> just, sleeping in each other's rooms or stupid. Th- like, you know, bringing in like <laughs> contraband in some ways. They were <laughs> yeah. just rabble rousers. You know, they are, you know how they are, Absolutely. those guys and those girls. They're, they're just there, but they're just a bunch of great kids. They really are.
0: Did you feel like that was, um, Wren's key to college? getting into good school
1: no i don't really i don't uh ren did a lot of, you both did so much stuff um ren did a lot of other things his i think his working at Banfe's and his doing a lot of food service industry stuff really helped him get in the hotel school which he got in hotel school and about a week later he realized he wanted to get out of hotel school mm-hmm. but i think all the things he did he did a lot of, of food service industry stuff did ren get an ed no
0: uh does
1: that make you feel better no. Okay. It doesn't. No, he got in regular. Um, he applied Ed. He applied Ed, and um, Sue Hitchcock um, tried to console me that everything was going to be okay. But of course, you don't know until you know. Yeah. She can't tell me because she didn't really know. But, but you know, the fact that he, you know, he was a good student and he did really well, and and did- he had done so many things to, and he, plus he knew the GM or the. Band fees and stuff for the Stellar Hotel. I mean he he had done a lot of things and worked late nights working at that pizza place with Camille yes. and just he had done just a ton of stuff.
0: Aromas was it? Yeah whatever. Some pizza spot. Did you guys did you guys visit other schools with Ren?
1: We did. Yeah. We did visit other schools with Ren. What other spots was he interested in? Um he wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music or UC Berkeley. Things that, that start with Berkeley. That would
0: have been a perfect fit for bro uc yeah.
1: Berkeley, he probably would have really liked uc berkeley he
0: probably would have had a blast yeah D- but you guys never visited
1: we didn't because we couldn't afford it yeah yeah we couldn't afford to go out there and we couldn't yeah it was it was tough even just applying to many schools because it's it's expensive it's expensive to apply to you you know it's i don't know 65 dollars yeah. whatever just, just give me a book pop whatever yeah what
0: was he what in your as a parent what was run like in high school
1: um, just like he is now, I mean, really super smart and, um, just a nice kid and really worked hard. He wasn't really into the key club thing. He did it kind of, and he wasn't the really crazy thing about Ren look, seeing him now is cause he's so affable and he's so likable and he's so like, he just is such a, uh, um, extrovert. He's not just an extrovert, but he's also the the person that really he's a connector. Yeah, he's such a connector, and he's so into going up to meet people and meeting them and saying, "Hey, you know, this is what we have in common," and um, I want you to meet these other people. And um, you know, he's just such a great.
0: He's, that, a he's really, sure. really good like that. Yeah.
1: And in high school, I tried to encourage that, and he wasn't ready, and it yeah. made him really uncomfortable for me to. Um, I remember he, he didn't like it when I would encourage him to go up and talk to people that he didn't know and stuff. And he was, you know, he was, he was a typical 17 year old, really comfortable, you know, hanging out with his friends, but you know, it's a tough time being in high school. Oh, it's just really such a tough, tough time. time.
0: But as a parent, I know it's always different than as a little bro.
1: Well, it's just harder because I have more perspective of being an adult than he does, you know? So,
0: right. Well, I mean, even my, his per- my perspective of him in high school it's, it's, it's always different in our interactions with you. You know what I mean? Like then, um,
1: he had a good time. He had a really good time with his homies. You know who yeah, you are. Yeah. Hope I was, you, li- hope you're listening now.
0: Yeah. You know what's up. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's something I feel like I always looked up to him for and, and never had was that like gaggle of homies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, just like those boys.
1: Well, you did up until like 10th grade or 9th yeah, grade yeah, and yeah. then you're like, Nah, they are really not they're my homies but they're not really my homies.
0: Yeah, it, it was hard because everybody it, it was that friends with everybody and nobody sort yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like you you it was very kind of transient where you were friends with everybody but you didn't always like hang out outside of school,
1: yeah. you know what I mean? Like And I I think Key Club kind of saved you, but I don't think it helped you.
0: Yeah. I think it saved
1: you because it gave you this whole different network of people. But I think it didn't help you in regard to having those close connections with the kids back home because yeah. they were they doing were in school every weekends. day. They were doing stuff on weekends. But you didn't really, at that point, you did, but you didn't kind of want to do stuff with them on weekends. Yeah. And you did fit in, but you didn't really fit in. Right. And you didn't want to do the stuff they were doing. And you, they...
0: The odd man out. The,
1: Well, I wasn't gonna say that they would. You were so easygoing that it was just easy to kind of tease you. Yeah. And so, um, not that that's changed that much now, but <laughs>
0: it, now you know what I'm saying. I look badass though, so I'll fuck somebody up. That's right. Yeah, so so you don't me, mess. Don't mess with me. No, I'm playing. Um, what was that like when I was in high school doing all those key club adventures with me?
1: Well, first of all, the best key club adventure was when you went to your very first international convention and you wore goggles to the...
0: I remember that. You wore your
1: swimming goggles to, like, whatever the opening session was. Yeah. And your brother was absolutely... Remember, it was in Boston. Your brother was yeah. horrified. And you were just having a blast. You were just being so goofy and so silly. And I was just dying laughing. And... um Cause he was, he's a super serious guy. (laughs) He took his role really seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. You know, what's crazy about that is I, that's one of the times in my life when you see, it's crazy, but I remember Joe Lepper's Yeah. No, you told me.
1: You're like, I want to be up there.
0: Yeah. It was one of the times in my life when I saw something. That I was like he was like, the president of Key Club International. He was the president, he was the, he, was the, he was the international president of Key Club at that moment, and he had this farewell speech that was so moving. Yeah, it had some '90s song attached to it that I remember, and it just kind of that feeling kept over me. And I just knew, like, I just knew that I was like, that's what I wanted to do, and I'm going to go for it and going to get it. Like, I can't describe the feeling, but it's like. This crazy thing where you can have a vision, not even a vision, but just like uh, uh, you can just sort of just feel into the future a little bit like that this is something you want. And you're going to go for it and it's going to happen. Um,
1: but it was it wasn't like it was given to you. No, no. It but it was definitely yeah. it was a hundred percent. But like the challenge f- getting the there.
0: four years. I was like, oh, like I'm like, that's what I'm shooting for. I'm going to yeah. do it. Um. And. What were those four years like for you kind of having to drag my ass to the airport for all those key club things or going to the district conventions, the international conventions as a parent? Like, what do you remember? Well, I was just
1: super proud of you. Like, I I was so proud of you, um, because not everybody can get in front of two or 3000 people and give this really fun, um, speech
0: it was a lot easier then for some reason yeah
1: you you did a great job um you know you still you still were you you didn't lose yourself in the whole thing and try to be somebody you weren't you totally were you so I was so so proud of that and you fulfilled all your commitments you um it was tough you I remember getting calls from you you'd arrived at an airport and there'd be people holding up signs and should you go with that guy? And it was like, Oh my God, I'm so worried that or like, you call me and you're like, I think I don't know where my connecting flight is, but it's around here somewhere. And I'm like trying to (laughs) encourage you to find whatever gate. It was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, dude, you're on your own. You're just going to figure it out. Like I can't, it is helpful though. I just so crazy. And just really, I had to really trust you know, it yeah. was really hard for me to just watch you get on that plane every single week and just know that you were going to be okay, that you were going to be in the hands of people I'd never met, that I would never mm. meet, and that they had your whole everything, um, you know, they they were in control of it all. Like, they were in control of your food, your housing, your transportation. Like, I, I, I had to just let go of a lot of control of that because, and usually as a parent, you, especially with a Yeah, you know exactly you want to make sure they're safe and secure and
0: now kind of knowing behind the scenes how much um how much stuff like uh uh, people you know can take advantage of uh, you know either whether fellow students older students or adults you know um taking advantage you know physically or emotionally, whatever it is, was that ever on your mind? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? like, absolutely. Because I know it's a strange age too, and I was kind of a late bloomer for you, even being at those conventions, being like, huh, I wonder.
1: No, just being another person's car of a friend that I know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of parents don't even let their parent, you let their kids drive to other kids. Yeah. So the fact that you were, I was just letting you go and hoping the universe was going to protect you, and somehow you were in this little bubble and you made it, to every single thing, and you did you you know you did a great job at uh, all of them, New Jersey, New Orleans, when they kidnapped you and took you up to frickin' Minnesota or that wherever was it was. Dope. I mean, like all this stuff, I just had to I had to trust, and it wasn't it wasn't like oh I'm so into Kiwanis that I just know everybody's a, a wonderful person. It was like I'm just going to believe that it's going to be that the people that are going to watch my kid are going to be good people, and they're going to you know live up to. What they said they're going to do, and it's all going to work out. I mean, there were so many things that could have happened, but I just had to not think about it because it didn't really do any good. How did it... But not... I mean, a lot of parents don't let their kids do crazy stuff like that. Right.
0: No, now that I'm older, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't let my kid do that. What was it like having to sacrifice all those weekends to go do kind of like bullshit stuff like mulching and barbecuing and stuff like that? How did you... How did you handle how justify that? it? Yeah, how did you justify just, all that time that you kind of spent just for us to do Key Club stuff?
1: Well, I just figured it was it was it was a bigger picture. It wasn't just one thing, you know, at a time. It wasn't like, um, plus it was helping the greater good of, which was helping the school. I mean, I didn't just do it for you two. I did it for the, all the other kids in the school that to try to have, have help them have an opportunity, yeah. especially before. You know, before you guys were even in it, those kids really, it was great for them to have different opportunities like that, to be able to get outside of Spencer a little bit because they, a lot of kids here, they just don't, don't get to Ithaca that much. They might go to the Valley, but they just don't necessarily go up to Ithaca and see, you know, there's an Ivy league institution there or just do things with, um, I remember doing things with the key club and, um, you know, Kelly and that whole group and, um, the Circle K at Cornell, and just having that, watch those relationships. Not that, you know, every, anybody turned out to be the best of friends, but just being able to have access to to college kids and what that was like, and what st- student life was like on a college campus, and you know, just having that experience was something that these kids didn't have the opportunity to do. To
0: have that exposure is really right? big. What did you? Th- what was it like? what was your take on me in high school? Would you, when I was wearing polo shirts with t-shirts over them and (laughs) jeans and rainbow braces and a faux hawk, what would you be like? This dude is nuts. No,
1: I just thought you were super cute. I thought you were, I thought you were just living your best self. I thought you were like trying to be who you wanted to be and express yourself in this beauty and this just doing your own thing. Like I, like I might have commented that it was kind of crazy to wear a polo shirt under a <laughs> shirt and you're like, "No, I think it's good. It's fine. I think." It-. But Kia, truthfully, it wasn't just high school. Like, if you look at pictures of you when you're a little kid, when your dad would let you pick out your clothes, you just picked out the craziest things. You just liked you just liked colors, and you like you're just like light and color, and you just like. <laughs> Fun stuff. You're just a lot of fun. And you don't fit in a box.
0: You never you never commented on the faux You were never like, Kia, that might not be a great idea to wear a little mohawk in the front of your head.
1: <laughs> you wanted to do it. I thought it was fine.
0: <laughs> That's the beauty. That's why I got lucky. <laughs> That's why I got lucky. But also unfortunately I think
1: you're key club international president. It's
0: the worst.
1: <laughs> don't you have don't you the have the f- worst I mean
0: that needs to be burned. Well no. I think
1: if we just photoshop the hair I off to
0: photoshop a regular haircut i was like that was almost the problem is you were so forgiving that you let it me wasn't, do it wasn't
1: i wasn't forgiving i was like terrible sure whatever you want to do
0: for so long <laughs> <laughs> I, I was did. like no wonder i never had a girlfriend in high school i looked <laughs> terrible for so long so you're like, yeah, yeah that's fine wear some rainbow braces with a faux i was like oh it makes sense now and i'd have like six <laughs> leather bracelets on i was like it was oh my super God. cool
1: I probably bought them all for you, too, because you <laughs> probably, liked them.
0: Probably those <laughs> fucking bracelets. Um, okay, and so then after that, when your two boys are almost out of the house, big bros out of the house, we were kind of nearing down. It was about time for college and stuff, and we were doing college visits. Do you remember doing those? Yeah. Yeah? Um, I remember you were pushing pretty hard for Cornell, but were also open to other stuff. How important for you was it that, that I go, go to college?
1: It was pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that you wouldn't, you didn't necessarily, well, I just knew that if you waited a year, waited, you know, had a gap year or two, then it would be hard to go back. Yeah. And I felt like once you have a degree, it doesn't mean you have to use it, but if you don't have a degree, you don't have that opportunity. And I just, I just felt like it, that they're a matter of doors being opened for you at one point, And at some point they start closing. It's a lot harder to get get those doors back open again and to go through them because life gets in the way and there's just gets more complicated. Yeah. And I knew life would get complicated, even though at 17 life feels pretty complicated. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I remember it wasn't, so it wasn't like go to Cornell or nothing with either one of you. It just, um, I just thought it was funny that you were so flippin' cocky that you uh, applied to all these IVs and that you applied to BU as your safety school. And thank God, BU, let you in. Right.
0: What was your take on it when I told you I was going to go to TC three and just play Halo? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm going to be a pro gamer.
1: And I'm like, I let you, I let you live that as long as it, yeah. as it went.
0: That's fa- I think that's fascinating is that you never said you never said I couldn't do it, and there that- was
1: no reason for me to do that you You either would make it or you wouldn't, and it would it'd be pretty clear within the next you know it wouldn't take ten years to figure out if you were going to be a halo star or not, yeah, and I just knew it would just ride that out. Your dad and I do that a lot when we come up with a a really good idea. Uh-huh. one of us has a really good idea, and the other one just kind of lets it. <sighs> Go until it dies a slow death. <laughs> yeah,
0: It's not a bad strategy.
1: <laughs> There's no reason. Cause you would have just resented me if I would have said no. I, well, I did say no, no, just DC three. Yeah. You I did say no to DC three. I'm like, absolutely not. Because that's when Shelley Punzo was telling you guys what a great thing. She was like talking yeah. to the kids about how, what a great idea it was to go to community college. I'm like, that is a great idea, but it's not for everybody. It's for some people, and it's not for the whole class. It's for some people in the class. And for some people, it's better to go in the military, go to work. And some people, it's better to go to a four-year school if you can get in. So why not try to go to a four-year school? And thank goodness you got into your safety school.
0: <laughs> do you remember, do you remember the, reject, the rejection from Brown, the first one?
1: I remember all the rejection letters from Brown and you're like, no, I'm keeping these. They're still, they're actually in the TV room right now. In the little file. Really? Yeah. Good.
0: I need to, oh, I should go take a picture of well, those you told for, me you for were Instagram. Gonna,
1: yeah. You told me you were going to like frame it.
0: I need to have that framed and I need to take a picture of it for the gram. Um, yeah. Do, I, you, I, I do you remember
1: it. when you were in middle school and we we lived here and we drove all the way down to the bottom of the hill where we... to to where the cafe was and where are we going to turn right? You know, where you have to turn right or left. And you said on the way down, you're like, Hey mom. No, you said ma. No, I think you call me mom then. Hey mom. Or whatever you call me. I don't remember. Um, Will there be somebody there? And I was like, what are you talking about, sweetie? What do you, what do you mean? Will there be somebody there? And you said to greet me. Not like what to greet you when? And you said, when you send me on my way, will there be somebody there to greet me and to tell me what I'm supposed to do? And I was like, Oh, that's so sweet.
0: (laughs) You're like, Nope. You figure that shit out. (laughs) You're
1: on your own. (laughs)
0: Uh, so I promised I'd keep this. This is a short one. This is part two before we get into other fun stuff. But before I let you go, I wanted to ask you what it was like as a parent when you had two high school boys and any, your, your take on If it's what you thought it would be to be a parent when you have kids in high school, I know it can be a really challenging time. Any advice for parents? Uh, What was your perspective of having two boys about three and a half years apart at the same time?
1: It was pretty, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming, because that sounds like a negative. Because it wasn't negative. It was just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Two people working two full-time jobs, plus your dad. Every fall, he would coach. So he would, he would be gone from four, you know, he'd get up at four, leave by 530 in the morning. He would be gone until 536 o'clock at night. So that was like every single day until November. And then I would, you know, I tried to work it out so that I could like work, you know, eight to 430 or something like that. So I, so I guess my, what, what my take on it was that I, even though I advanced in my job, I didn't want to not be there for you guys Mm. because I knew that even though it seemed incredibly um, like a lot, um, just trying to keep it all together between, you know, the timing and um, everything that you guys wanted to do and finances and trying to, you know, sell Krispy Kreme. So (laughs) Ren could go to Finland and, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, financially keep it all together as well as the time, keep the you know, keep track of all the time commitments and all the things that pulled on us, as well as, you know, all these, you know, wanting to spend quality time with you guys. And one thing my friend told me was, um, she has her boys are little, she has two boys, but they're older than you guys. And I would, I would frequently, my friend from, from work, I would frequently ask her like, okay, so what's coming up next, mm-hmm. you know? And she would kind of give me tips. And the, the last, the one that she said when you guys were high school, she was, I thought was really good. She said, Whenever your kids are ready to talk, drop everything and listen. Hmm. Don't say, let me finish um, the dishes. Let me finish this. Let me finish that. Mm. She said, because high school kids, especially boys, they just, they're going to be like, oh, forget it, mm-hmm. you know, or, the, or it will have the moment will have passed and they won't need you anymore. And then, mm-hmm. and then they kind of shut you out. And I know that was particularly true of Ren. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much true of you, but I knew Ren, if he'd want to talk to me, I'd, I'd, I'd try to listen to him right then I didn't always do it but I tried really hard no matter what I was doing to just stop doing what I was doing and just listen to him and um, and I think he you know of course you appreciate being heard and not shut out and whatever but that was um, that was interesting and looking back you know you just don't have time for yourself I didn't have time for myself, and so I remember when you were going to college, and I was, um, kind of having a hard time because you know I was going to missionary, everything. I was start crying, but um, you you were like, "No, mom, it's going to be great. It, it'll be great. You'll get to do all the things that you that you love doing." And I said, <laughs> "I don't even know what they are." Oh, yeah. And you said, "Remember, you like to garden. You like to read. You like to work out." You started naming all the things that I love doing. And I, and I just, that meant so much to me that you knew me that well, that you knew all these things that I really liked doing. And so I've remembered your words a lot to just remember, like, focus on the things that I love doing. And, and, uh,
0: yeah, I, I I feel like that was as, as a kid, I didn't realize how much you guys gave to us. And another thing that now I'm curious about when I'm a parent is I never felt like you, you played favorites you were dad that which was really fascinating i feel like we it was always very because we don't have favorites right how did you how are you able to whether ren and i were disagreeing or butting heads on something um how did you handle how do you sort of navigate that that sense of i guess right and wrong or when you have two boys that are not getting along it, you know, is it something where you consulted with dad first before you laid? It wasn't like we'd get grounded or anything. How did you figure out punishments? How did you figure out um did you we know, what to work you? with? No, not really. I don't, really, <laughs> but, don't remember. But even. I, I guess what was it like then? I asked maybe the first time, the first time maybe you, you found Ren was smoking weed or something like that. How do you handle those difficult situations that pop up when you? you might feel a certain way about it, but you...
1: I think I, I probably just talked to I, I you. And I have always had a pretty good relationship. And so, and the great thing also about the way we parent it is that we would, we would totally stick up for the other person. Yes, We we wouldn't undercut the other parent in front of the kids. Right.
0: I never remember that
1: because that is just not helpful in, in a regard. And it's not, it's more important to get along than to be right. You know, it's just not, you know, you can be right all you want to be, but, but meanwhile, we're in a family and we need to get along. So yeah.
0: do you guys do like politics behind closed doors about oh, like, what to do with us?
1: Well, not what to do with you, but like, what's, what would be the best thing for you and things you guys like ever that.
0: Disagree on shit. Of course.
1: Of course. I mean, not a whole lot. We didn't yeah. disagree a whole lot, but you know, there's always a rosy retrospection that everything was great.
0: Yeah. Because I, I remember, um, a lot. Uh, just a lot of the times you guys seeming like a very united force that m- I didn't even realize at the time. Now looking back, I was like, I wonder if they were like scheming and shit like privately on what to do. Well, with awesome And a lot stuff. of
1: times it's best not to say anything rather than to say something, you yeah. know, like if, if there's something's irritating you at the dinner table or whatever, yeah. or about each other or something, it's better just not to say anything and just to know that it'll pass. And, you can talk about it later when you're not as irritated or whatever. Yeah. So just not really just not, I mean, did you ever see us really fight in front of each other? No, like we not didn't really, yeah. We, I mean, we disagree about stuff. <coughs> Mostly about driving probably, but <laughs> probably something <laughs> like
0: that. Okay. Um, cause you know, there's part three I want to get into, but I also want to let you go, but I just find it. I'm so Fascinating now with parenthood that i always am i'm curious to get your perspective so
1: it's challenging it's challenging it's the hardest thing i've ever done it's really hard but it's you know it's cool
0: yeah and it'll pay, pay dividends for you i think down the road sometimes sometimes you when, you, when you're two artist boys <laughs> end up making a little bit more bread But no
1: i'm not that's not the dividends i'm talking about i'm just talking about you know you just hope you have good relationships with your kids and and that, that's, that's the only dividend that, we look for. You know, we don't care about huge. any of the, any of the other stuff. Uh, Parents yeah. just are into having that relationship.
0: And I think that's a blessing that I, I talk about on, you know, my blog post, Instagram stuff is now being able to be homies with you and pop. It's uh,
1: it's really neat how the relationships change so yeah. that, you know, we look at you too for guidance and advice <laughs> so much more than you guys look, look to us. You know, you don't really need us a whole lot anymore. We are just here. You know, to fill the fill the void for a place for you to come home no. to, but we, you guys teach us all kinds of shit all the time. It
0: is it is a it is cool to be. Don't get twisted. I still look to you guys for hella guidance, but just on different things now. It's it's mm-hmm. really cool to be like, oh, and to be able to help you guys with stuff and
1: like all the time.
0: Yeah, it might not be wood chores or mechanics or anything Dad ever wanted, but um, you know, if you need help, how to safe search or restart your computer or,
1: or how or, to look on Google or how to for look something. Look on Google for something. Yeah, you know, that's true.
0: Here I am. So mom, thank you so much. Absolutely. Part 2, y'all. Part best kid ever. Best best mom ever. Part part 3 coming soon next time. Next time I'm back. So stick around. Thank you for tuning in as always. This is Life Adventures. Appreciate you. Peace.